Hey, welcome, Dueling Coaches Show. I'm here with Coach Mark and Coach Ray. I am your host, Tristan Bryant, and we have a couple of topics, three from Coach Ray and three from Coach Mark, and I have a topic as well, and we'll finish it off with top three, bottom three at the end. So, Coach Ray, you had the first topic for us, I believe. Heck, yes, I did, and I get the glory of uh, having the first topic because somebody is a little late getting in today, a little late. The... uh... You know, Apparently the uh, morning routine uh, took a little longer. Mark, you want to address that at all? Oh, <laughs> wow. So Spotlight, we're getting called right? out. So the first thing I walk <laughs> in the door and I'm getting called. Actually, I sprinted in the door. Uh, Coach Ray's correct. We do have a bit of a traffic problem here outside of the East Valley Institute of Technology. Not problem, but um, just more like we've got a lot of students. I mean, you know, we're so popular being the Harvard of Mesa <laughs> career and technical education schools that it's really hard to keep all of the cars um, you know, keep them in line as they come in and, and flood our doors and our parking lot. So, yeah, I had to fight a little bit of traffic getting in here. And, you know, I, I communicated. I was respectful and responsible like a good employee would be. But, um, you know, Ray, if we're calling people out, I mean, do, do, do you want to go there or do you want to go to a topic? Well, let's move on to the next topic, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and we're on to the topic. Go right ahead. <laughs> That's a great that's a great segue. Nobody screws up their schedule more than me. Uh, anyway, so uh, this first topic for me is near and dear to my heart. You know I love to give advice that nobody asks for. And Ooh, so I oh, thought I would start. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Get a, uh, get a pencil and paper or whatever um, <laughs> and write this down. Uh, this is going to be super important. I, uh, after this week, and I, I know we're going to hear this uh, a couple weeks after this, but still it'll be, it'll be germane to many of those people in the world, especially those families. I am taking my family, Coach Mark, Kristen, to Disneyland. Ever heard of it? Disneyland. Yep. Sounds good. <laughs> so we are heading to the great state of California, uh, where it's supposed to be about 70 degrees. Uh, it's 8 degrees today, so that's great. Um, we're going to head to California, uh, and we're taking my family of four to Disneyland. So I thought I would give five tips. For all the families and kids out there, and specifically people with two children, because if you have more two children, that's your own problem. Um, <laughs> these are specific tips to take your family to Disneyland, okay? Can I, can I ask real quick for clarification? Is it eight degrees in, Anna, uh, in Pasadena right now in California, or is it eight degrees in Salt Lake City where you are? Yeah, take a guess. Well, you know, I just thought I'd try to clarify the situation. But, again, calling me out. We're two uh, in a row. I was about to Keep say, it's it like going. we live in California Man. or something. Yeah, I mean, shoot, right? we're in Arizona, right? <laughs> I mean, I was wearing shorts today. You know, it's all good. Right. Uh, uh, well, it's, uh, it's supposed to be the dueling coaches. So, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to duel. Who knows? Not the, okay, the best so buddy I've got, coaches. I've got, five, I've got five quick tips, and then I'll let the two of, uh, two of you react. First of all, Mark, Coach Mark, when's the last time you went? To Disneyland, uh, I believe it was 1989, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I, wow, we bought the package where you stay in the hotel and you have breakfast mm-hmm. with the mass, the the and the not animals, the characters, and okay. uh, you get early access into the park yeah. with that. So we had that early access, and we were so excited because um, I think it was Splash Mountain had just opened up one of the rides, and when right. we got yeah. there. The whole the whole ride was shut down because Michael Jackson was there for the day, and he had oh, just naturally. rented it out naturally. I'm I'm sure he was by himself, but oh yeah, a little I awkward there. We we don't need to go there. We don't need to go <laughs> there. But yeah, it was uh, it was definitely disappointing as a four year old. But um, I had the autograph book. I got signed by you know Pluto and Mickey and Minnie and 
all that fun stuff. And uh, I guess all I wanted to do was play bingo in the hotel room. We got a bingo set when we were down there, apparently. And I was more excited about that than, than all the money my parents had spent on Disneyland. That's like getting a great gift and then being excited about playing with the box. Okay, so then I guess the question is in 1989, was that called the Reagan package? What was that, yeah, that package? Yeah, seriously. Seriously, the LBJ package. <laughs> uh, right, and, to, and to our faithful host here, when's the last time you went to Disneyland? Um, Actually, like two years ago. Of I course. went to Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, I went to Disneyland for the first time. This is the second time my family's gone. And I wasn't able to go, but my first time was two years ago. Okay. Okay, good. So at least one of you will be able to connect to this. Hey, Mark. Okay, well. <laughs> next minutes, go ahead and just take a nap, man. All right. Well, it sounds good to me. I'll Ray, you're, you're firing pretty fast here. Yeah. Coming in hot. <laughs> I don't right. know. He's writing notes over here. I, I know. Think. I'm, I'm writing, writing stuff down. Let's right. go, Ray. I'm ready I for these up, tips. I got up early this morning. I got up early this morning. Okay. So here we go. So, <laughs> uh, tips. so tips for taking two kids or three or whatever it is. Tips going to Disneyland okay first and foremost understand especially if you're going with a spouse that packing is a team game okay what I mean by this is if you google what to bring to Disneyland you get no less than like 14 lists that have 76 items for whatever reason many times people think they need to bring everything to Disneyland they need to bring umbrellas they need to bring ponchos they need to bring shorts they need to bring pants they need to bring everything so if you're not careful and you do what I normally do, which is let my wife pack everything, you'll end up with 47 suitcases that your butt is hauling all the way to California. So you got to get involved in the packing game. You know what I'm saying, Mark? Yeah, no, I'm definitely very involved <laughs> in the packing game. I, I, I understand that for sure. Yeah, you know, my mom still packs my stuff. And you know, right? <laughs> Lays out your clothes in the morning and packs your lunch. And, right. Yeah, I can't, I can't Get talk. Get ready for school. <laughs> my wife usually packs my lunch, so I can't really talk. But yeah, no, I, I definitely, having experience of traveling for work a lot um, in previous careers, I definitely know that the, uh, the packing piece is important and right. you end up carrying stuff that you don't really, really need. I mean, yep. you know, every... Yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but you, you pack a pair of boxer briefs. That's really four days because you go inside out, yeah. forwards and backwards, yeah. Yeah. you know, and yeah. you call it good. It's, it's, it's all right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to get on that. Okay. Uh, number two might be the most important one, but Tristan, when you were there, you probably noticed a lot of families and you probably noticed a oh, lot of man. strollers. Right. Am I right? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. So I'm rolling in with a five-year-old and a nine-year-old, neither of which need a stroller. My happy behind is bringing a stroller. Uh, a stroller does a couple of things. Number one, it's used as a very good weapon, okay? When you're doing things like rope drop is when you're showing up right when it opens or when you're trying to maneuver around. Like when you're competing oh, with four right. people moving, like you need to have a stroller as right. sort of a blocker. It's almost like having a fullback in the park. <laughs> oh, the man. <laughs> The lead, lead lead blocker get you through. Shoot the a gap. Right? No, he's a, he's a hundred percent right though because you obtain so much space. You're, where you're like, oh man, I have great space and there's so many people here. A stroller is actually a great idea. Well, and it's also like that whole you know people will move out of the way. Oh, I'm sorry, I got a kid I'm trying to find, and you just right. run around with an empty stroller going, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, are you here? Tommy, I think he's at the front of the line. Yeah, hold on. He's up by the front. Bringing Daryl Johnson to the party, dude. It's uh, it's it's the way to go. A Moose Johnson reference. Okay, what's tip number three? 
Okay, before I go into three, the other reason that number two is successful is because oh, you're more. never going to be successful in number one. That was a tip that you're going to lose <laughs> on, and you're going to have too much crap. I was going to say. Put all that crap. I was going to say, you, you just told us to pack light, and now you're right. talking about bringing strollers you don't right, need. Keep right. going, right? We're, we're all on board. <laughs> These advice are you're really getting to you're me. Right? Okay, number three, there's something called Genie Plus. Used to be called Fast Pass. Used to be whatever it is. I'm telling you, pay the money yes because when you pay yes. to get in line ahead of other people and you you walk past all those saps that didn't pay the money it's not that you feel better than them it's that you are better than oh, them. right and good to know right to understand it so that's automatic status like you just it's that's a little confidence ego boost you know every once in a while we need one of those maybe you got in a fight with mom and i i'm sorry i love you but you can't do this to me anymore so let me go to <laughs> disneyland um, yeah. Buy this genie pass, and they'll grant your wishes for free. Right, right. That's exactly. Right. It's so it's so useful. My mom figured it out like immediately. But how long is the genie pass line? That's where I would get frustrated. Like I paid extra money, and it's, now and so did everybody else. It's like the, you know, yeah. like the short short line. But then everybody goes to the short line, so now it's right. not a short line Never anymore. Bad. It's never bad, Mark. Nope. It's never bad. Okay. I'm telling you. Good to know. It is the way to go. Right. I wish there was a, I wish there was a Genie Plus in my entire life. Anyway, um, okay, number four. Number four. Uh, back in the DJ biz, we'll talk about that another time, uh, we used to have a saying uh, called everything is ARF, A-R-F, absolute rigid flexibility. All right? Disneyland is a world unto itself. You can plan all you want, homeboy, but you are going to go where Disneyland wants you to go. So... When you show up there, you can have sort of an idea in your mind about what you want to do and where you want to go, what the kids want. But you're going to get huge kids puking. You're going to get. I mean, we had a we had an issue where. Never mind. I won't go into that. Um, <laughs> where <a bathroom laughs> great tip. We got a lot of stuff going on. Bad things so happen. Absolute rigid flexibility is the way to go. You just got to release control, and I, I think that's an interesting thing that um, you know, as we get into life advice, I really learned about traveling with my wife was. Um, you know, she's the big, biggest planner. I'm the go with the flow. And there's got to be a balance yep. there between, you know, that you said rigid flexibility, um, you know, taking it back to coaching. Uh, we always called it. Uh, oh, what do we call it on offense? Wow. The, the, the phrase is escaping me now. But there's an idea of having a, a structured freedom. That's what we called it. So you kind of have like a structure and an idea of the whole big picture of what you want to do. And then you've got to go with the flow within that. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, with all that, hey, hey, I I gotta pause for a second. Sorry, I gotta melt down here. I hear you. <laughs> We're gonna move on to the next one. So, Coach Mark, you have your uh, next topic for us. Yeah, I do. So, uh, to kind of start it off, well, first of all, uh, for those of you who don't know, we Ray and I have been doing this show for almost ten years now. I went back and looked. We do have a Facebook page. Um, we started an Instagram page. They're both dueling coaches. So um, on Facebook, look up facebook.com slash right. dueling coaches. Instagram's at dueling coaches, uh, no space. And as I started looking back, it was like we we got this thing going and we called it the dueling coaches podcast at the time. Um, and the, the name was the DCP. And it's really awkward for me to call it the dueling coaches show. Like I still like calling it the dueling coaches show, but there's going to be times. Can we just all agree um, now that we have the the youth and Tristan on board and helping us out here? Can we just all agree that it's still okay to grandfather the the, right, the yes. name DCP in Ray? Are you okay with that? 
I have no problem with that. Um, uh, we've been doing it for 10 years. That's like four decades. Yeah. So at least. I'm good. So, okay. So that's just clarifying. If you ever wonder why we call it the DCPs, because it used to be the Dueling Coaches podcast. Um, now we're big time on the radio, so it's the Dueling Coaches show, but we might refer to it as that. So with that clerical work out of the way, Ray, there is a huge sporting event um, going on this weekend in Phoenix. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, but I, I think you have. Are you excited? Can you tell me a little bit about it? <laughs> oh, the big game's coming up. Um, not as excited as, uh, you know, I, I think if you go back to our last show and look at our picks, oh. uh, mine are pretty bad. Mine are pretty bad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, are you talking about football? I am. Ray, I was talking about the Waste Management Open. We have a huge oh. golf tournament <laughs> going on in Phoenix this weekend. Uh, as this airs, it will be going on right now. And uh, mm -hmm. one of my favorite events of the year, and one thing that I've actually gotten to go to a couple of times, but this, this Waste Management Open and kind of the party atmosphere, there's kind of been a shift in the big uh, grand kind of overall generation of sports. Um, if you talk about baseball, you see less of those unwritten rules where, you, you know, you can't, th you know, now there's bat flipping everywhere. Everybody's screaming and yelling. It's not as, you know, act like you've been there before kind of a mentality. So, Ray, I, my topic and what I'd like to ask you about is as far as the shift in sports, this um, and it's in football with, you know, now they're doing end zone celebrations and choreography. There's, you know, in, in basketball, you know, you have you have way more celebrations and, and letting that emotion show. Are you for that in sports? Or are you a part of the old guard that says, you know, this is the way it should be in tradition and how it's always been? Can I be Switzerland? Can I be for both? No, absolutely not. Wow. Come on. We've got a duel here. It's was, dueling coaches. Oh, man. <laughs> have a take, man. No, no, I do have a take, and this is why. Me, I prefer athletes who like score a touchdown act like they've been there before and set the ball down but you don't get to know who those are unless you allow the, the dimwits to start dancing and doing cell phone videos and doing like pulling like, a sharpie like, out of their sock celebration <laughs> so i'm a big fan of that because it lets me know who's an idiot and who's not um, so yeah, let it ride, man. Like, let's do some, let's do some celebration. Let's do some, some different things like that. Cause then they just, they kind of out themselves for, for being, uh, you know, so you're not, telling not me world, Randy Moss's, uh, celebration after that one touchdown was, was, uh, a great one, right? The one oh, where I'm he's dancing. Sure you, I'm not sure you narrowed it down. Are you <laughs> do I have to narrow that one down <laughs> where he turns to the goalpost and acts like he's mooning it? Right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it's things like it's it's exactly things like that. But so I I say I say keep it in Coach Mark because I just want to see, uh, you know, every now and then they get pretty creative and I go okay okay. The ones that I really like though now is that the NFL have allowed the teams like the defensive players to sort of do the team thing like that. I like much better. I think that's great. Yeah, I, I see. I like it, but for a different reason. Um, I think it's interesting that you. You know, take the Larry Legend side where, you know, Larry Bird's just going to talk trash to you under his breath, but he's going to look like he's, you know, just finished six Bud Heavies um, <laughs> and two two Marlboro uh, Lights as he's, you know, knocking down shots from all over the court um, yeah. and, and acting like he's been there before and he's the coolest guy ever. For <laughs> me, like the release of emotion, I think, is these guys are it's such specialists now and they work so hard at their craft um, as opposed to, you know, 
back in our day, some guys would have to have another job. Some guys would, you know, not make this much money. It's like it, they weren't as specialized. Nowadays, it's like you put every single waking moment. If you don't have that mamba mentality where you're, you know, right. sleeping four hours on and three hours off all day and, and changing everything to direct your life around the sport. Um, so when, when something good happens, like let it out. And, you know, I think yeah, as far as anybody goes, right, there's nobody that would personify that more than uh, Mr. Anything is Possible himself, Kevin Garnett, who is uh, your idol. Um, any comment on that? <laughs> no, the Celtics are my idol. Oh, KG yeah, right. It's not, <laughs> not necessarily my idol. First off, KG can do whatever KG wants to See? do. See, okay. there it is. That's all, there it is. That's all, that's all I've got to say. But, uh, you know what, I'm so glad you brought this up because, you know, something just happened. The The Lakers and Celtics just played. I don't know if you saw this, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, they, just, they just played, and a lot of uh, hubbubaloo. Uh, went on about a uh, whether or not LeBron was fouled on the stretch. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, here we go. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Were you looking at the pictures or even the video and seeing where the ref is at looking at the foul? Are you? Okay. Were you looking at okay. any of that? Okay, so so here you go. This is this is what I'm going to tell you as a, as a, as a Celtics fan. Uh-oh, another tip. Here we go. Fan. There is no doubt in my mind that he was fouled. There's no doubt in my mind that he traveled before the vote, but that doesn't matter. Like, none of that matters. Because at the end of the day, what separates LeBron James from so many other greats was the two-year-old temper tantrum that he threw at the end of that play for, like, 22 minutes that was completely unnecessary. And that's why LeBron James will not ascend past Michael Jordan ever I, I just wow. I don't understand wow. like why that was necessary. Tristan Bryant, your response. Okay, my response <laughs> is here. I'm gonna give a couple of tips here. So you spend your whole life dedicated to a sport, and obviously you'll have some sort of emotion towards it. You see so many different players, even Tom Brady throwing his helmet around Cam Newton. You saw how bad of an attitude he had, but it's a love for the sport. So when you see all these acts, like I love Patrick Beverly just because of how much emotion he shows towards the sport. (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) because of how fun, how much fun he has on the court. That's that's what I look for is if Mm -hmm. they're enjoying it, maybe I can, too. Maybe I can show emotion, too. Westbrook was one of my favorite players growing up just because of the emotion, his dunks. Everything was just exciting. Right. Well, but there's a difference between fiery passion and emotion and tears. Yeah. And that yep. you can't tell me that LeBron didn't go too far. Yes, he got fouled. Yes. You're you're playing against the le- leprechaun at the garden in Boston. I, I'm sorry. Like you, you can't expect to get that call. Not only that, the score was tied. You're right. gonna go into overtime and you're setting a tone for overtime where those you know, I'll call them, you know, the killers of the past, the the Magic, the Michael, the Larry, the those real competitors would go, oh, okay, you're not going to call the foul? All right, then right. I'm going to bully you for five minutes of overtime and show yep. you that I should win this game rather than, oh, my God, they didn't give it to me. And it, it, it is really frustrating for an old guy like me to look at that and go, okay, well, I've already beaten you in overtime then. Because you you gave it up, right, Patrick right. Beverly walks out with a camera and points to it because he wants he thinks he's funny, <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, you just cost your team a technical foul and the ball, so good luck with that. Like, how'd that work out for you? Do you feel better about proving your point? Because in the grand scheme, it's about winning, and right. if you really care about winning, then all of your actions should be about winning. 
And that wasn't about winning. That was about him feeling yeah. bad and wanting to show up the ref. And guess what? The next time he plays and that ref is, is calling the game, you think he's going to get any calls? Not only that, you're talking about LeBron, who arguably has gotten more calls than any player in the history of the NBA. Like That, that guy gets calls every single game. So the one time he doesn't, he's going to throw a temper tantrum and a fit. I wasn't, I wasn't for it. I like the display of emotion, but come on, man, grow up. Like That, that was too much. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that was the biggest thing, seeing how much he, like, how much emotion he showed after the play. It mm-hmm. was a little too much, but also at the same a time. A little. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was quite a bit too much. Um, I'm not going to lie here, but there's also some sort of emotion that you saw with the game and how much emotion that he has for the game. And that's the biggest takeaway, honestly, for me. Even though it was a little bit too much, it was more of that, wow, he really loves what he's doing. and. And I just like watching players who just love what they're doing. Yeah, Ray, your response. You, you did say you did say you liked uh, Russell Westbrook, so yes. that puts you in a different category, my friend. Uh, <laughs> As opposed to I'll Kevin say, Garnett. Wow. <laughs> right. The other thing that I'll say is, um, as a Celtics fan, uh, we mm-hmm. once had one of our best players, Paul Pierce, the truth, throw a gang sign in the middle of a game. So that was great. Also, get all off on a wheelchair. So I don't have a lot of legs <laughs> to stand on here. Um, but uh, the last thing that I'll say is uh, I'm glad LeBron showed so much emotion on a game that if they won would have put them from 13th place to 12th place. So great job. High five. Um, that's the end of my trolling mark. Right. Okay, we're going to see where the Boston Celtics sit at right at the end of this season. So Oh, okay. So we, we've got stuff on the line. Bragging rights here. Let's, let's go ahead. Love it. Right. Love um, it. So I'm seeing a couple of teams here. Grizzlies. Um, I'm seeing the Suns. They're going to come up. Don't you worry. Um, no, they're not. Yes, it's they not are. gonna happen. I believe it. I believe okay. it. I'm not a Suns fan. Okay. At all. I will. Trailblazers not, too. You, no. You believe no, in no, them? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, That's boy. a whole different story. Golden State. Oh boy. We're gonna see a little bit of the Heat. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. And um, Mr. Luka Doncic. And, all right. Uh, his team. What are you thinking? Ray, who do you like in the uh, in the in the West in the NBA? Oh, sorry. I was falling asleep when he was listening to the team of garbage teams. Oh, okay. 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 Good. Okay. Okay, So, um, obviously, I can't see past the Boston Celtics, number one in the NBA right now, number one uh, in the East. We see Philadelphia coming up uh, a little bit here, but uh, we are, we have, yeah, we already know that. Of of the 76ers, we're fine. Um, Honestly, it's going to come down to depth and injuries. If the Celtics can maintain. Um, the, the current team they have. I mean, they have, and, and I know Mark's going to love this one. We don't even give Peyton Pritchard enough minutes. All oh right? the my God! The game. He's phenomenal. Oh. Um, we have all the depth that we need. Uh, my pick, not surprisingly, is obviously going to be the Boston Celtics. We're we're putting up banner number eighteen. Thank you very much. You're picking the Boston Celtics to come out of the West. That's an interesting take, Ray. I don't know oh, if that's going to happen. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't put it past you as far as your love for them to say, you know, like Ditka's so good that he's going to take on a tornado. Um, Ray thinks the Celtics are so good they're going to go into the Western Conference. Um, yeah, that's great. Episode 112. This, here's a guy who doesn't understand how to do radio. That's awesome. <laughs> take, Ray. So who do you like in the West? Give me one team. Um, I'll give you one team in the West. And, and again, it's because I think – I think when you have something as wide open as as the West, like it is today, um, it, anybody anybody can offend. So I think it's about who has again who has the most depth. That's why I like the Celtics. So I'm picking 
the New Orleans Pelicans. My oh friend. my wow. gosh! Yeah, I am pandering to my man, Coach Mark, over here. But I love, I love the Pelicans. I love what they bring to the table. I love they have multiple players. I don't even think they've been together all that much yet. And yeah. when they do, I think, uh, I think shout out TJ McCollum and the group. I think they're going to be great. Okay. Okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little scared okay. to give you the next topic because yeah. I really want to move on. <laughs> but from let's this get out of here. Right? He's, yeah, we're he's getting, getting crazy. He's getting senile. Yeah, let's let's go on to the next topic. And now I'm scared, Ray. What do you got for us? Okay, here we go. Um, this is this is perfect. Like the segue is so great. I have not brought a sports topic yet to the show. <laughs> right, we're like one and a half, and so I felt like we needed to bring it in. And this is something that we we may have addressed, but I'm getting old, Coach Mark. I'm getting real old. Yeah. So I want to know your take on, and that we're going to stick in the NBA because you know I'm an NBA hold. I'm going to stay right here. Okay. What is like when when teams move? Do you feel like they should be able to keep their claim to championships? Uh, I don't oh want to make God. this all about the Lakers and claiming their fake five Minneapolis championships, but let's make this about the Lakers okay. and claiming their fake five Minneapolis championships. Like we have the Sonics, we have the Warriors, we have the Hawks, all claiming championships from like the 50s and 60s when they were in a different city. Is that okay, Coach Mark? What do you think? What? I want to hear what you think before I even say anything. Yeah. No, and, and be, feel free to chime in on our social media about this one. We will right. uh, we will post about <laughs> uh, teams moving from one city to another. My question for you about this, Ray, is when the team moves, do they leave the players and the coaches and the staff? Do they all have to stay in the former city? So, like, our, is, like, uh, you know, Elgin Baylor still in Minneapolis? Or is, you know – our are all of those old players, when the team moves, do they get to go with them? Right. Bro. Bro. No. It's a yes man. or no. Man. Bro. Not man. Not bro. No. Is it a yes or a no? Do they get to <laughs> go with them? That's a good question. That is a great question. I Good question. Of course they take the players. Okay. So I'm going to stop you there. Okay. I'm going to cut you off okay. because you said, of course, they moved. So who wins the title? The city doesn't win. The mayor isn't starting at power forward. Right. <laughs> so, you know, the city council isn't coming off the bench. So because it's the players and the coach and the team that win the title, the title goes with the team. So if Oh, okay. Okay, so if we walk up to someone in Atlanta yeah. and ask them to tell their top three favorite moments from Bob Pettit's career, they'd have anything to say? Right. You're the only one that knows who Bob Pettit is. On I this was thing. about to say. So, I was just so the stop bottom, you right there. the bottom line is, and there's Celtics that I couldn't. That you could go up to Boston fans and ask them, you know, half of them about John Havlicek, and they'd go, "Who?" You know, it's kids these days. If it's not happening right now, they don't know. So the, <laughs> That's the what's that? That's ludicrous. That's completely true, and you <laughs> know it. You can talk to LA people about who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson are, and those are more recent. And probably some of the most popular players in the history of the sport. Right. And they'll go, who? And they won't know who they are. So the town has nothing to do with the team. Right. I mean, the only way they help is like cheering on the fan base and, and making noise in the arena, which you can do with a set of speakers. So if which you. Why, when they move, it makes all the sense in the world that you would start over. Like, what no. happens if they no. put Sonics back? Now, who gets to claim that championship? Who gets to claim 1970, what was it, 78, when the Sonics come back? Tell me. Okay, so there's a difference. when. So you take the Sonics and you move them to Oklahoma City and now they're the Thunder, right? Yep. So they yep. have that, when you shift the whole name, I think that it might be a little bit different. 
But if they wanted to, because they took their players and their coaches and their franchise with them. It's not a, we shut this franchise down and then we right. started a new franchise. It's the same How franchise many, that moved. What do you think the percentage? What do you think the percentage of staff members and players that are currently in Oklahoma City, or even the, the year they moved, moved with them from Seattle? I hope you Googled this. See, Ray, here's the thing. Like, you're talking about, you said staff members and players. So by staff yeah. members, are you talking about coaching staff? Because <laughs> then if it's coaching staff and players, then 100%. If it's front office, the GM, the president, the people that make the decisions, 100%. But if you're talking about, like, the secretaries and the equipment managers and those, Janitors. like, nine-to-fivers, yeah, they're, they're going to be different people. And that's not a part of the franchise. They might get a ring for selling tickets to the front-row suites, but <laughs> they're not a part of the franchise, right? Mm, it's it's so not that know, complicated. So, so am I hearing this properly that you don't care about nine-to-fivers or secretaries or people that do Wow, people that was a switch up. This <laughs> coming from the Mr. Genie Pass, who's taking his family of four on an all-expenses-paid first-class trip. They're staying – I heard they're staying in the penthouse suite in the Hilton right across the street, and then they're, they're actually – you're going to Uber XL to the, to the park, right? I should have ordered these uh, topics stipulated. Yeah, I would say so. Come on, Ray, step it up. Uh, I just this is this is absurd. I don't think there's any any of these fans that look back longingly and think about the Philadelphia Warriors championship. The the the, the Atlanta Hawks and St. Louis St. Louis Hawks is the best because I totally agree. There's no one in Atlanta who knows who Bob Pettit is. I think it's it's horrifying. I think the fact that the Lakers try to say they have as many titles as the Celtics is absurd. And, okay. Uh, yeah. You're just not going to take again. me off of that mountaintop. Ever. Yeah. So let's get down to the real issue, Ray, which is that you're sad. You're sad because your rival has as many championships as you do, and. And you want that that claim to fame. So you're not trying to win one for yourself. That's not what you're about. And that's what's funny about fans these days is they'd rather see. We talked about this in the last one with the Dallas Cowboys, or maybe it was the one before that was our practice episode. You'd rather see your your rival lose than to cheer on your team to win. And you see those both as the same, if not. No, no, you're you're incorrect. I'd actually rather see both. Yeah, see? So I, if, if you took your rival losing, what you don't realize is that if right. your team wins, what happens to the other, your rival? They, they haven't won. And you're not only that, but you're spitting on a team that's in 13th place. Like, why are you so wrapped up with the Lakers? <laughs> they're, they're in shambles. They have no draft picks. They, they sold out for LeBron, and, and he's aging out of his career. He's, he's all they got. That and street clothes, Anthony Davis. Like, really, you're. You, what are you? Why are you choosing to pick on this team when they clearly have nothing to to get them anywhere close to where your franchise is? When you're the guy that said, "I want to," I like the guy that hands the ball to the referee after he scores a touchdown. Take your touchdown, all Ray. Gonna, all I'm going to tell you is that I'm very passionate about the St. Louis Hawks and all of this. <laughs> Go Philadelphia Warriors! <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, and and that concludes this topic. Uh, yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. Yeah, into thank my you, cage thank you for uh, stopping while we're ahead because yeah. it was starting to get Celtics, Celtics, Celtics. There. I got going a little bit there. Right? I, hope, I hope it's nothing personal. Here, I'm gonna give I'm you a breather, my ball and I'm going home. Right, I'm gonna give you a breather and give Mark the next one. Okay, good. So um, we were talking about the big game, and I don't know if we have the rights to say Super Bowl. I know you have. Well, shoot, we might get, you know. 
thrown off the air for saying right. saying yeah. the there term. Well, Everything's know, cutting off now. Yeah, I don't know if we paid for that. It's like happy birthday. You just can't use it without their permission. Um, but, Ray, we know your um, history with gambling. Um, mm. And if we don't, if this is your first time tuning in, let's just sum it up by saying um, not good. Um, we have a, everybody knows with the Super Bowl that there are amazing side and prop bets that you can throw money at anything and everything for this one game. Right. Um, and I, and if I, if I remember correctly, Ray, I think you said that you were hoping to empty the bank account with this one. Is that fair? Yeah, and let's be clear. Like we're talking a bank account of like fifty eight dollars. We're not big money. We're not talking about uh, uh, quite the uh, the kitty of money here. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna empty. I'm gonna throw it all on the line here. Oh um, man! And uh, you know, so uh, whatever whatever it takes, coach. Okay. So I looked up some of these prop bets that you can find, oh, and they are cool. a little bit a little bit out there. But um, okay. I, I I do want to see your take on these. Um, let me just pull a couple of them up here. Yeah, give them to me. Yeah, so the first one is, uh, so I'm going to say the plus number, but it's actually, I'll give you the odds uh, in a little bit. Okay. So plus four, th- I'm sorry, plus 40,000. So that's 4,000 to one. Whoa. I believe. No, it's 400 to one. Uh, okay. mo- 400 to one that Mahomes during the game grabs the wrong ankle because he's not actually injured. Ooh. Oh, wow. are you taking that bet? Wow. No, because I'm pretty sure he's a, he's I'm 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 certain he's injured, but he could still grab the wrong. Like it's the because he's not injured, which throws me off. Like he could grab the wrong ankle. He could do that. Yeah, I believe that too. So you, what about grabbing the right ankle because he's not injured? I mean, <laughs> we all know that he's not injured. Are we are we not in agreement on this? Um, <laughs> he's faking. He is faking. He's he's you know bringing up the spread, bringing up the odds. He wants he's letting everybody think that he's hurt, and he's going to come out and just drop dimes. You ready for that, okay. right? Okay, I'm okay. ready. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Okay, uh, plus thirty two hundred, which is three hundred and twenty to one, that the okay. Kelsey brothers. I'm sorry, thirty two to one, that the Kelsey brothers switch socks after the game, not jerseys. They switch socks. Are you taking yeah, that bet? No. Switch socks? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can bet on it. You can bet on anything, man. I did. No offense. Those two guys are, are stone-cold weirdos. Absolutely, I'm taking that bet. Yes. Oh, thank you. Man. Thank you. throwing five bucks. Yep. Off. Why not? So you're down to 53 now. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, th- these are from, like, this isn't from one of the casinos on the strip. This is, like, one of those back alley kind of, <laughs> this is a little bit of a different you know sports book. The guy yeah, the guy. you know, I made a couple calls. Made a couple calls. Yeah. So, um, yeah. okay, over, under, and these seem to be a little bit Chiefs, um, maybe Eagles heavy. I did talk to my stepbrother, or stepbrother. I did talk to my brother-in-law, who is an Eagles fan, diehard. So he oh. kind of shared, I mean, I said I know a guy who knows a guy. So some of these are a little bit slanted towards the Eagles. Um, okay. Okay, so over, under, four bites of sod eaten by Patrick Mahomes during the game. <laughs> bites of sod yeah you know you, you when you get tackled so hard and sacked that you know the grass goes into and we have natural grass here in arizona and glendale i don't know if you knew yeah. that but the grass goes into your face mask and then you know sometimes you get a little you got to swallow a little sod so over under four uh, bites what are you taking 
Oh, sorry. As a subpar high school quarterback, I'm very familiar with what it feels like to get tackled and, and sacked um, most of the time after throwing an interception. But yeah. in this case, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the under though. Under? I, I'm gonna go the under. They protect the quarterbacks like crazy because we've already established that we think he's hurt. Um, they're gonna protect him even more. How much sod did you eat in your career, Ray? Too much. Whoa. Too much is the correct answer. Okay. All right. Well, that that low grass uh, does a body good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, the next over under I found uh, was the amount of purple Gatorade drank during the game at eighteen point nine gallons. You going over? Or you going under? That's a lot. I'm going over. You're going I'm over. Going wow. Up. Wow. I'm going over. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot, but we're talking about a fifty three man roster plus a staff of like twenty people. Plus the camera. I mean, this is like we got a lot of people on that freaking sideline. Okay. And during the Super Bowl, you have people like, I don't know, Michael Jackson. Just kidding. He's not alive anymore. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Too soon. Like they got wow. celebrities. They got owners. They got all kinds of people. 18 gallons. That's nothing they're going to drink through that. Wow. And just But just purple. Like that's the thing. That's I, the trick with the bet is they do have orange and red and yellow and, and all that stuff. But this is just speci- – oh, and, and this is specifically the purple. Yeah. So what's going to happen is – they're only gonna they're only gonna go one color, right? You gotta oh, yeah. sponsorship! So you're gonna know right away whether or not it, you're you're gonna win this bet or not. So the moment you see them pour that first cup, if you yeah. see it's purple, you're in the money. How much how much Gatorade do you think the cameraman's taken down? Like the hard part about that is you don't really get a break where you can go to the bathroom. You might have to. Oh, I see him sneak them though. Yeah, you got to grab one at least. Right. You know, you yeah. get a little hydrated. You know, swinging that yeah. thing around, but. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay, so these—that's good to know. And it, the question is, does the the Gatorade bath at the end does that count towards this number? What oh, do you I think? think so. No, because that's—it's supposed to be how much did you drink, right? Oh. As opposed to like how much did you pour. So you got—you always got to read these. You know, I'm an expert at losing gambling bets, <laughs> so I found creative ways to lose all the time. Right. Okay. Last one. Last one, okay. and uh, hopefully it's a good one. Um, so this one is actually, uh, I think it came off at 1,200 to 1. Um, and the bet is that Roger Goodell falls asleep in the press box, leaning over, and lands on Jerry Jones's shoulder. <laughs> wow, that's so specific. It specifically has to be Jerry Jones? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that he's gonna be there. I don't even know why he would be there, but you know, this is the this is the bets that you take. You want to win big money, you know, you got to play big, and you have fifty three dollars left in the bank that you got to get out of there. Yeah, let it ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know what? This is one of those moments where it's laughable, but I'm letting it ride. Atta boy, dollars on it, and let's see what happens. Nice, nice. That's what I like to hear. That's the spirit we're looking for. Right. Okay. <laughs> we're going to post these up on our Instagram so you can check them out. Dueling coaches, uh, no space bar, nothing, nothing there. Um, so we're going to have a couple of, uh, couple of uh, topics left, and Ray, you're next up. Yeah, do we have uh, do we have enough time to go to other yes, topics? Yes, we do. We need to go to top yep. three, bottom three. Like, what are we looking at? Now? One more topic, yep. and then we'll probably go top three, bottom three. Okay. If if um, if we have enough time, I think we can do two topics and actually one one. Uh, okay. Did you only yep. bring two topics, Ray? Is that what's going on? No, I have another topic. Atta boy! Perfect. I don't, he I don't was... know it. I don't know if it's going to fit here. So well, let's do this. 
Tristan, why don't you do your? Because I know you brought one too, right? Right. Yes. We just did, each did two. Why don't you go to yours, and then we'll see if we have enough time. All right. To perfect. Do one more. Okay, I'm gonna do my topic next, and it was what we hit on last week about um, Mark saying that he could do the job as a comedian. So I want to see what comedians you guys like and why you like them. Oh, oh, oh see, good. and this is good because it could be anyone, anyone you can you find funny, and you're like, oh, that's a comedian to me. So me, it's Conan O'Brien. Oh wow! Mm. Right, right. Okay. A deep cut there. He is hilarious. Prince Ray, go, go oh, didn't get, walk oh that God. back. So, sorry, Tristan. They, there used to be this <laughs> game called Bingo, where they announce numbers and you put, you know, your your thing on there. Um, you and find so that in funny. The middle, there's a, a free square, so it's just like an easy one. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yeah. the anyway. easy answer. It's the obvious answer. Right. Everybody gets it. It's a free space. Okay. That's what okay. he means by Bingo yeah. free space. That's exactly right. So is that a? If somebody tells you they don't like Dave Chappelle, they're probably lying to you. Okay, and he's so good because not only <laughs> does he make you laugh, but he also makes you feel equally uncomfortable. Yeah. Which is what a comedian is supposed to do. He's supposed to push limits and push boundaries and make you think about things in a very different way. And and for me, Dave Chappelle does that. And uh, yeah, he's just a goat. He's fantastic. Very good. I call. mean, he's really good because Will Smith didn't smack him just yet. So oh, that's that's another thing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he he pushes boundaries, but also he doesn't get smacked for it. So well, so far, so uh, far, right? I loved his his uh, opening monologue and at SNL. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, where yep. he's just like, hey, you know, this is how you do it. You've got to apologize. You got to, you know, and um, I, I shouldn't <laughs> even try to do his bits, but he does. Uh, he's a very funny guy. Um, and again, like you said, pushing the envelope a little bit. What do you think? Yep. Um, my take is going to call back a little bit of an old one. Um, and he is actually very brilliant in some of the things that he was saying, but uh, it's taken a while for them to really land. And that was George Carlin. So as, as a fan of comedy that, that I am, I, I love the history of it. Um, he had funny bits about the seven words you can't say on TV. That are really funny. He had words that we won't say on the air. Um, He had bits about the hippy dippy weatherman where he's like, hey, bro, like, I don't really know that we got some clouds coming in, I guess, man. And just at the time, he pushed that straight lace, like suit and tie stand up comedian to being more like of a real um, sign of the times. And then he turned into kind of a political comedian that he did a bit about. about how his immune system is stronger than others because he grew up in New York and they swam in the Hudson River, which was liquid sewage, and yeah. uh, and talking about like how people are fake tough and they you know but they have these you know soft immune systems. He he would go on these rants and uh, definitely one to look up. George Carlin was one of my favorites. Um, definitely had his issues and his struggles with um, you know a, a lot of different life. Uh, factors i guess you can say but uh really one of the funniest of all time and kind of a, a grandfather uh to a lot of the current comedians today so now that you look at that do you think you can really be a comedian is that the easiest job oh, or it's not going to be easy but you you think you can handle it. oh as far as the things you see on tv and what i could do yeah i could be on a sn- sitcom and open up the fridge and go right. who ate my avocado right, right. like <laughs> You know, and you have the canned laughter, and it's it's like plug I and play. It. I yeah, love it. I could I do love that. that. I could do that. The other one I would say, if I can just jump into a second one, because I am a huge fan of stand-up comedy, uh, is Perfect. Mitch Hedberg. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Explain. Yeah, I know you explain. ride or die for. for I would. I think he is probably the funniest human being, and he. They were all just one line little clips, like um, little just dumb jokes that make you think about things the exact opposite way. He said, um, "I want to put a map up on the wall." and put a, a thumbtack everywhere that I've traveled. Right. But I have to travel to the top two corners of the earth to make sure it doesn't fall down. Right. Like, it's oh, just, just, okay. <laughs> so he's got all these great ideas. He's like, I play my music really loud in my apartment and my neighbor bangs on the wall. She thinks it's a door. So I yell, go around. You know, it's like, he just, just got these funny little one-liners, just one after another that are really good. That's amazing. That really is. Okay, Ray, we have time for another topic if you want to if you want to uh shy not shy away and uh since you since you have a topic here you want to Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, so we are we are doing coaches show. Um you got a couple coaches here. You got my man Tristan Hostin. What I what I want to ask is um, to be a coach is a very important moment in people's lives. And the reason that right. I'm sure coach Mark and I have done that is because we've had a coach that has impacted us. So I don't think we have a lot of time for this, but really coach Mark, I just want you to shout out a coach that you've had in your life, in your career that really made an impact on you and why. Oh man. So like formatively, as far as, you know, my high school coach, uh, my baseball coach, Frank Baumholtz, just kind of changed the way I see the world. And, uh, you know, he came in kind of this, you know, tough weightlifter, catcher, kind of a, you know, no-nonsense kind of guy. And um, I absolutely just kind of clung to him as a mentor about how to, you know, be disciplined, put in the work, and really earn what you get. Um, and then about how you handle yourself. And, man, you know, we would have to uh, paint our cleats with, like, shoe cleaner um, before every game. So this is the wisdom of this guy. Quick story. We kind of gave you this feeling of like new shoes of like carrying yourself. Well, like, like you feel when you're wearing a, a clean and cut press suit. Um, and so my senior year, we're playing in a playoff game and we've got runners on. Are you okay over there? Oh yeah, I'm good. Okay. We've got runners on base late in the game. And one of our guy gets hit on the foot. And, and so it hits him like it, it's a bean, right? He's, he's in the batter's box. The ball comes in, hits him on the foot, and he jumps, and the umpire is like, no, 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 that didn't hit him. You're staying here, and you're batting. He pointed down to his shoe, and there was a white scuff from the ball. And it was like four years that we'd been doing that, and Baumholtz looks at me, and he goes, that's why we do it. Wow. And it was just one of those things that's just like, you, you're a guru. Like, you're you're some sort of wizard. I don't know how you knew that was going to happen. Wow. But it happened, mm-hmm. and we were ready for it. And those coaches that have that, like, vision and that perspective, it was really cool. We ended up winning the playoff game. We didn't go much farther than that in, in the state playoffs. But that whole thing just gives me goosebumps to go, oh, okay, that's what a coach is. You know, he, he really did mentor me. He's been a great connection with me for a long time, um, Frank Baumholtz. And I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Coach Litz who was just one of my favorite people that I've ever even gotten to meet, who uh, passed away a couple years ago, unfortunately. But uh, what an amazing man. And we'll get into Coach Litt's stories another time. We do have some commercials that he read for us that we will be using on our Dueling Coaches show here. And, uh, yeah, RIP Coach Litz. What about you, Ray? What's a, Who's a coach that has impacted your life like that? 
So I'm going to go, I don't even know if I would necessarily consider him a coach, but I'll consider him a mentor. And because I respect him so much, uh, he would hate that I even use his name on here, so I'm not going to. But Mark knows who I'm talking about because I, I made you go to dinner with uh, me and the, my mentor here. And this is actually <laughs> Great a business guy. mentor of mine. Yeah, he's actually a business mentor of mine that encouraged me to not only get into human resources, Perfect. but sort of ushered me into uh, my first corporate job. And when I say usher, I mean, he would do things like, uh, uh, my turn to tell a quick story. He would actually buy me socks for every <laughs> for every Christmas. And I'm like, what am I wearing socks? He's like, you're in a corporate office, you're in a fashion industry. Dude, you need to wear matching socks. Hmm. And I was always like, why? I mean, why does anybody care about my socks? And he's like, they don't until they do. Yep. Right. You're a young guy. You're in the middle of a meeting. You're trying to get uh, you're trying to get uh, impact. You're trying to influence others that have uh, a better educational background than you that have more experience than you don't make it about your socks. Make it about you. Uh, and it was little things like that, that um, in my corporate career, you know, I came I came in from the, the quote unquote field. I was an hourly employee. I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. Um, so I, was, I had a little bit of that imposter syndrome, and I was lucky enough to have a mentor that would sort of guide me through that. And now this very professional, polished person you see today is because <laughs> of my interaction with this mentor. So see, that's uh, shout amazing. out to him. Uh, again, I probably need to call him and talk to him in a little while. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what it would be for me. We'll definitely send him my best. Uh, Tristan, what about you? I mean, besides Ray and I. Let's just take that off the table so it's not awkward. <laughs> Besides Ray and I, is there somebody in your life that you see as a mentor role or a coach that has uh, you'd like to shout out? See, I'm still working with Ray here on his tips and everything. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, Omar Rodriguez, um, I was a terrible kid. Like, just I was flat out bad. Just messing with my teachers, everything like that. Middle school and high school, start of the high school, right? And he was an IEP teacher, right? Mm. So he only had a couple of kids here and there, and he was also the football coach. Not a big football fan, uh, like playing football. Yeah. I'm, I'm big watching it, but playing it, not that big. But I played for him because I really loved the guy. Um, but every time he'd take me out of class and in the middle of everyone, and he'd be like, hey, come to my office. And everyone would be like, ooh, and I'd get nervous and everything like that. And then he'd tell me strictly, hey, you better behave in everything like that. So just having somebody there to like keep me in check yeah. and make me a better person, like within school, like, Hey, it's not a joke. Like you yeah. need to do like just a second father and just like making sure I was okay. And just being there for me. Absolutely. It's just the biggest thing. Pouring that time into you, like individually right. makes you feel like you matter enough and makes you feel like, Hey, this yeah. is important that right. I do this. Had my parents contacts and everything like that. So yeah. I, it's awesome. No way for me to be a bad student. He was just there to just keep me in check and just make me a better person. Yeah. And he didn't even use tips. That's just the biggest part of it yeah. all. It's just he didn't. Say Sometimes they don't. Yeah, he didn't use tips like Ray. Ray, I think that was a shot. Ray, I think that was a shot. It was, it was great that he didn't notice it at yeah. the time. But. He's like, Tristan, I pulled you out of your American history class because I want to talk to you. If you ever go to Disneyland, <laughs> get the genie pass. I'm telling you what, if you don't get the genie pass, oh, I'm calling so your parents right now. So good. Ray, that was really sentimental and beautiful, man. Thank you. Brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to go to yeah, our no top three, problem. bottom three. Uh, Ray, last comment there. Oh, before we hear a tip, right? I don't have a last comment. Other than here's your PSA for the day. 
Um, if you are somebody that has something to give, which means everybody, go mentor somebody. Yeah. Go find someone to right. coach. You, you know, you do, you can be a coach just like us. Uh, I know you want, <laughs> everybody is, is desperately trying to be like Coach Mark and I, so, you know, that's one way you can do it. You know, Mark McCann's only one man, Ray. So, <laughs> no, uh, I, it, so the top three, bottom three this week is mine. We're kind of talking about school, which is good. We are on campus here at the East Valley Institute of Technology, yep. the Harvard of Mesa Career and Technical Education Schools. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to go kind of to an old school topic similar to classes. And, Ray, we might have to, uh, you know, take out and dust off the old yearbooks to try to remember. Um, I don't know about you. Mine was chiseled in stone. Uh, since we're so old, but uh, top three, bottom three classes you took in school. So what were your favorites and what were the ones where you had to survive just so you could go play your sport for that season? Um, Do you want to go ahead and start off of, you know, and we're not counting recess or lunch. Let's just make that clear. (laughs) Those aren't classes. So top three, bottom three classes in school. Ray, you're first. Oh, yeah. I got a good story on this one. Okay. So when you are in a small school, like I was, shout out, Lowell High School, when you become a, a senior, they don't have enough classes. So you become an aide or you become a teacher's aide or you oh, yeah. do some of these different, like, weird things. And so for me, some nimwit, nitwit decided that they would have me be the office aide, specifically around attendance. Oh, so geez. my job on seventh period was to go around and get a paper attendance slip from each class uh, that would say who was late, who was uh, who was wasn't there at all, and so obviously I'm a smart person. I'm a smart individual. I'm also truant all the time. Uh, I show up late to school all the time. I show up late to class all the time. Well, if you're the attendance guy, you get to go around and take these slips that are written in pencil and just erase your name, bro. Oh my god! That's gosh. all you got to do. And so that lasted, that, that gravy class lasted all of about four weeks before somebody <laughs> was like, uh, yeah, this isn't going to work. And I was summarily booted from that class and uh, sent to do the, the yearbook. And uh, pretty much what they told me in the yearbook class was, uh, you're only here because you can't do that class. <laughs> <laughs> My top three class, I'm going to take, the again, the free space on the bingo board. And, uh, <laughs> and again, shout out Coach Baumholtz, uh, physical education, some might call oh, it PE, um, strength and weight training and conditioning. When I, I think I majored in high school in PE. Um, I really got to the point where instead of taking other electives, um, and kind of similar to some of our students at EVIT where the electives weren't a good fit for me, I would just go and be with Coach Baumholtz in the weight room. I would go yeah. and have another PE class, strength and weight training and conditioning, um, and just kind of do those because, believe it or not, back in the day, I actually was almost an athlete. Um, so that was the most fun class for me. So that's going to go in my top three. Tristan, you have a top three you want to share? Uh, I would like to go history. I love history wow. uh, across the board. So um, And just different teachers are all very ecstatic and fun. So very cool. history Very cool. my first one. Ray, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board with Tristan on that one. Except I have a caveat, which makes it a bottom three. Oh. History is an awesome class unless your mom is the teacher. Oh. So bottom three for me was having my mom as my freshman history teacher. It's just basically the worst. Like you just open yourself up to all of your friends, all of your not friends. Like people make fun of teachers. That's what they do. They yeah. tease them. It sucks when it's your mom, dude. And like you have to sit there in class and take it. Um, yeah. For me, uh, bottom three classes, uh, and this is for a different reason than you might think, but that freshman health class, 
Um, I'm sorry that if you are going to try to survive that without like, you know, being in stitches from just giggling at every single time they name an anatomical part. Um, first of all, second of all, um, there was, uh, somebody that, you know, I, since we're on the radio, I won't say their name, but there was a girl in that class that I stared at the entire semester and actually flunked freshman health, which means as a senior, I got to retake freshman health and be in there with a bunch of freshmen that just looked at me like I was the biggest loser that I was. So I'm putting health, uh, freshman health in the bottom three, uh, category for the, the classes in school. Uh, Tristan, what do you think top or bottom? And and what's your class bottom three? I'm gonna have to go Spanish. Oh, and so I had a couple (laughs) Uh of people help me out. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Uh, I had a couple of people helping me out. Um, and they were Hispanic, so they primarily spoke uh, Spanish, right? But it's like Spain Spanish. Yeah. So it's very proper. Academic. And they still couldn't help me. Yeah. So the biggest thing was like getting help. And I was like, I'm not getting help from the teacher because I didn't really like the teacher as much. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I'm going to have to put that on my bottom three because it was such a super hard class to just get through. Do you know why Ray said shots fired? A uh, Spanish guy? No, I used to be a Spanish teacher. Really? Yeah. So that not was really. kind of, you, you know, it strikes a little deep. I'm not going to lie. But no, <laughs> I, I definitely understand when I, yeah. you know, when I was studying myself, I lived down in Mexico for an exchange and, uh, and they were like, you talk like you're a, a professor because that's what you learn is like the academic, right. not like the, how you would talk to your buddies on the street. So very different. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys for your time and let us know your guys' top three, bottom three on our Instagram at dueling coaches we're continuously trying to get better and it only goes uphill from here so thank you guys for listening dueling coaches show i'm tristan bryant your host tune in with your weekly favorite dueling coaches featuring coach mark and coach ray we look forward to having you every week on saturdays from 8 a.m to 9 a.m on 88.7 the pulse and of course let us know what you think from any funny topics to anything that caught your ears and lion us through our instagram twitter and facebook all the same at dueling coaches and listen live on the pulse at pulse.com